This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane and today we are speaking with Lauren Rojo, who is the coordinator of ticket sales, events, and experience. And it's a tag team interview. Uh, we've got Chris <laughs> Valente and Lauren on here. It's a, you know, we're having all kinds of fun together. Welcome, Lauren. You, uh, you, you are the star of the show this week. Another, and we keep the San Diego State Sports NBA program train rolling here. Uh, another fine product to come out of Scott's class. So Lauren, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Happy Friday. It's Friday today when we're recording this. So. <laughs> it, 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 it is. Um, and I think I was remiss. I said you're a coordinator of ticket sales, events, and experience, but I never said with who? With the LA Dodgers. You just won a oh, World yeah. Series <laughs> ring. <laughs> we did. We did. It's still fresh on our minds. <laughs> Uh, so can, I can so let me say so we only have San Diego State apparently only pops out champions. We had Armand Alawale from the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl <laughs> champ. We got Lauren World Thank Series you. champ. So congratulations! Can't wait to see the ring. Thank you. Me too. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> yeah, we. Um, uh, I work with a with uh, Janet Marie Smith, uh, who just oh got promoted. Love her. She's the sweetest. I absolutely love her. She's the absolute best, and uh, she's helping. Uh, she's designing uh, Polar Park here in Worcester, and uh, does a fantastic job. I love working with her, and I know that you guys are colleagues. Yes, yes, she's so sweet. Um, yeah, I'm in a couple. Of, we have BRG groups in baseball, so she's in a couple of them. Um, those are business resource groups, um, so I get to connect with her. Um, quite often. And she's, she's really great to work with. Oh, she's the best. She's the best. So, uh, Lauren and a former, uh, front office features guest, she was like interview number two or three or something like that. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, she has, yeah. I'm sure she has like the best stories. <laughs> she's got great stories. Uh, and we encourage everyone after you're done listening to this podcast, go back and uh, check out Jana Marie Smith. Um, yeah. Lauren, so let's hit the, I guess, not so way back button. Uh, one thing that we like to ask, and then we kind of tangent off from here is, can you go and let's talk through your story? Where did you, how did you, how did this all become? How did you get to San Diego state? How did you get to the Dodgers? Talk through your path, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my path, I feel like was a bit unconventional. It wasn't the typical, I guess, sort of college route. I, from right out of high school, I went to full-time work. I didn't go to school. Um, I was working in a hospital for five years. Um, there wasn't really any room for growth. I didn't find excitement in what I was doing. So I decided to go back to school. Um, and 
originally I was pursuing, well, no, I, the entire time, actually, I was pursuing a degree in um, hospitality because I always wanted to work in events. Um, so I started at a community college that had a focus. They had a department which focused on hospitality. Um, absolutely loved it. And then from there, looked into Cal State's or UCs that had a big hospitality focus as well, which turned out to be San Francisco State. Um, so there I did my undergrad. And while I was there, um, I grew up around baseball. I have brothers only. <laughs> um, I played softball. Um, so it was always a big interest of mine to work in sports, specifically baseball. Um, so while I was there, I had always been looking on teamwork online, um, like everybody else who who is trying to get into sports. Um, and I had saw that the Giants were looking for a guest service intern, which was perfectly aligned with what I was doing. Um, so I applied and <laughs> somehow got an email response from their HR um, that they wanted to interview me. Um, and I went in for that interview, got the position and was there for a season, um, had an absolute amazing experience. I fell in love with working in sports, the energy, the, I enjoy hustle and bustle. I like the odd hours working weekends. It's just, I, I enjoy that for, for whatever reason. Um, you have to. <laughs> right? Um, it kind of it keeps me on my toes and just makes keeps life interesting. Um, so while I was there, uh, I, you know, met the other interns. I believe there were about 20 that season in different departments doing different things. Uh, but they tried to keep us, you know, pretty close um, working together. So I met a ton of people who were grad students. Um most of them actually were grad students. Um, so, and it, I believe at the time it's because they were aligned with USF, which is the University of San Francisco. Um, and so at that point I was like, you know what? I don't feel like I'm done. I don't think I'm done. I'm also weird that I enjoy school. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love just being able to learn let, new things. Let, and let me tell you, that makes one of us. <laughs> I, know. I know, I know. Um, I, I don't know why. I've just always enjoyed learning for some reason. Um, but so at that point, the season had ended in that season had ended in September. Um, so I started looking into different grad schools. Um, for me personally, I wanted to do the MBA track. Um, so the one of the, I want to say the first schools I found, um, and obviously the one that I, I ended up picking and um, liking the most was San Diego State and their MBA program. Um, so I decided to apply there, um, got in. Um, Congratulations. And, yeah, and that yeah. all worked out, which um, led me to that. Uh, while I was there... Um, what was it about San Diego State? What was it about San Diego State that you said, yep, that's the one for me? That's the one. For me, I, so I liked the, in, 
the intensity of it. Like I said, I'm like this really strange person that I like challenge. Like I want to challenge myself. If it's too easy, I'm going to get bored. I'm not going to, I'm just not going to like it. I'm not going to feel like I got out what I should have. So I liked that it was um, like that condensed sort of format. So where it's a year and a half, basically. And for a year, you're going to do full time. You have to like breathe (laughs) MBA for that that year that you're going full time. Um, I really liked that. I saw... um, the Dominican Republic trip that they do. Um, and all of that appealed to me. The courses appealed to me. Um, the focus on analytics really appealed to me um, more so than like kind of like philosophy. Of so talk- like, I like the technicalities of it. That they, that so they the do. analytics side, not mm-hmm. to jump around, but one of the yeah. things that I saw uh, in, your, in your past was you're a, a data analyst uh, intern. Um, mm-hmm. for um, what uh, digit data, right? So mm-hmm. one of the things that comes up a lot for us as we talk to you know people who are just trying to start and, and grow their careers is you know they're talking about data and Chris and I talk a lot about data all the time uh, on our podcast, but it's like what do you do with it? So what did you do as a data analyst? What like what does that mean? Because I think some people would look at that and go, oh, I want to be a data analyst. Well, what does a data yeah. analyst intern do? Um, for me, it was it was the summer internship, so it wasn't super long. Um, it there was a big learning curve um, as far as learning the software, so that was kind of step one. Yeah, right. um, Really, really, really diving into Tableau. And, I was going to uh, say, what's what the hell is a Tableau when you first got yeah, there? Exactly. I was like, wait, I drag what to where? Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> So that was um, a big part of it, just kind of learning the software behind it um, and sort of as an as an intern just starting, we did a lot of cleaning of data and sort of merging different worksheets that we were provided. I specifically worked on, it was like, um, it was like it's not a government campaign, but it was a campaign for something in San Diego and um, the different districts and voting and um, things like that, but just being able to really put data together and clean it up <laughs> and make it look visual appealing um, is basically what I did there for the few months that I was there. Was it what you thought going into it? Um, it was, it was, because by then I had taken, or I was in my analytics course with San Diego State. So it was, it was pretty much what I had thought and I enjoyed. I it was like it's kind of therapeutic to sit there and clean data. I'm just I feel stranger and stranger. As I <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we're here for. This is what this podcast is meant to to make you feel stranger and stranger. Perfect. Perfect. Great. <laughs> yeah. Putting yeah, it on the head here. <laughs> Lauren, I, I have a I have a question. While you were in San Diego yeah. State going through the MBA program. And you were looking at opportunities upon graduation. Did you ever see yourself in a ticket sales role? Absolutely not. Like (laughs) I went to a number of networking events. I'm sure a lot of people who are in school, they go to them, you know, like the teamwork online events and they have the tables and the booths. And I would, I like, I would see ticket sales and I wouldn't, I I wouldn't even approach them. I would like look for anything else. 
Um, so it definitely wasn't something that I originally had planned to do. Um, but because I, I'm originally from Los Angeles, I, I'm open, obviously, to, to pursue opportunities in other areas. But I was very interested in working for my home team. Um, so I was willing to sort of try something new with them. Um, and they were the ones that, I, that gave me a call back and took a chance on me. So it all worked out. <laughs> what were your some of your probably preconceived notions about ticket sales before you got the job of why you were a little hesitant? And then how did that change after starting it? Because I think... A lot of the folks that we typically talk to, on the are well, majority of them will have a ticket sales opportunity come along as their their way to land their first sports job. So, what talk us through that? What did you think about it before, and then what changed when you got there? And then we'll probably have some follow up discussion from there. Yeah. Um, so before I got there, so when I was in high school, I was a telemarketer, and in my mind, I thought it was going to be something similar to that where I was just going to be cold calling, like in a room, nobody really cares like who you are. There's no room for growth. Um, just sort of cranking out calls and, and that was it. Um, when I got with the Dodgers, I realized that the business relies very heavily <laughs> um, on ticket sales as a department. Um, and that you weren't just a number. They invested so much training in us um, to be successful in our position. Um, they truly want you to grow within the business. Um, and being in a department that so many other departments contribute to, so like marketing, like premium, partnership, everybody um, we all sort of like work together. It is such a good place to be if you're starting off because you get exposure to all of those things. And it's the biz, the biggest revenue generating department. So Hell yeah. um, it's, it's just it's just a really good place to be when you're starting, it, especially for someone that doesn't have like a lot of experience or any experience. Like it's a great place to be and be able to grow. So let's take us through your, so I think that's a, a great way to segue into what your day-to-day -day actually was. You mentioned telemarketing and while there's a very small piece and element of it, obviously, as you first start in ticket sales, what was more of your real day-to-day -day that you actually were doing to, to move tickets for the Dodgers? Um, so it was a lot of calling, um, but there are specific like campaigns that they work on um, or that we would work on. Um, like I said, a lot of the training, we would have trainings <laughs> throughout the week, um, learning different um, B2B sales, um, and they would sort of train us on like Zoom info, gathering data that way, um, and then sort of working on those campaigns. Day-to-day um, -day differed, just sort of depending on what was in front of us. Um, but it was an exciting, exciting time. They kept it very interesting. Um, there's always sort of internal competitions. You're always sort of in competition with your peers. And if you are 
a competitive person, which I feel like most people who enter sports is, it's, it's a fun, fun place to be. Yeah. What were you selling? Um, so we were full menu as inside sales were full menu, which means you are season tickets, your group tickets, you are, um, you can sell premium. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting something. Groups. Yeah. Groups, uh, our memberships, which is season tickets and premium suites. Um, yeah. Yeah. So and everything I, uh, basically, but individual, we don't sell individuals. So can you kind of break down the difference in the different type of the process between a season ticket and a group ticket that you went through? Yeah. So season tickets, um, it's, it's a season ticket, but I mean, it, you, so you sell quarter season, half season, full season. Um, so that sales process, um, is a bit different than groups. Groups is going to be for us at least was anything 15 tickets or higher. So Season tickets is mostly like on an individual sort of company basis. Groups can be like birthday parties. And with that, you try to pair like a hospitality and then you start getting more into like the events, sort of setting up food and beverage for them. Um, same things like that. Premium is a whole other beast that if you're an inside sales and you get one of those golden eggs. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> uh, Lauren, one of the things now that you've kind of, you've, uh, you know, you've totally changed career paths. Let's, you know, if you roll back not too long ago, you're working in a hospital and now you're working for the LA Dodgers on a meteoric rise. How was it to take, um, you know, your mental, you know, you kind of had goals, right? And they totally ha had to shift. Can you take us through kind of like what you had to go through, you know, when you were contemplating what you were doing and how you were going to go about it, the changes that you had to make and how have those goals changed now? And I guess, what are you trying to do, you know, next year? What are you trying to do in three years? What are you trying to do in five years? And talk about how that, at least the perception to me is, you know, a complete 180 to what that was, you know, five years ago. Yeah. Um... For starters, I think it's a lot of sacrifice um, to be working full time in a hospital, super stable, very much um, secure in my job um, and having to take a step back and sort of rewind and regress. Um, it was a lot of sacrifice, a lot of um, dropping your pride, I guess, and being huh. able to, to just know that you're doing something that is going to benefit you long term um, and having that on your mind rather than wanting um, something quick. Um, that was a huge thing for me. Um, what was the other part of this question? <laughs> so I guess now what are your yeah. goals kind of going forward and how have those kind of changed uh, since you started everything? Yeah. So goals going forward. Um, I want to make, I mean, I want to make this long term. I, it's not sort of being in the current situation that we are in with, you know, COVID-19 and all that. A lot of people are sort of taking a step back and, and rethinking what they're doing. Um, I want to stay in it and sort of see the other side. Um, make it to the other end and continue to grow 
within hopefully I mean with hopefully within this organization um but in sports um and really help build something somewhere yeah right <laughs> um the Dodgers specifically they are I mean before COVID hit we were building a brand new ticket sales department um completely they were not they didn't have a very robust department. There wasn't too much going on. So we were really building something there. Um, so being able to see that through with them um, and being able to leave a mark on something. <laughs> so if you were to, if you, if you were to give advice to, you know, uh, many of our listeners are, you know, they're just getting going, right. Or they're just about to get going. Uh, mm-hmm. When you're looking for um a potential job, right? You just talked about the Dodgers and how that ticket sales uh, team was uh, up and coming, right? It was just getting started. It was just growing. What mm-hmm. would you say would be some of the key things that you look for uh, for a job in, whether it's the leader of it or the path of the uh, of that department, right? What are you looking for when you're looking to go get that new role? Um, so like you said, uh, the leader is, is a big part of it. Um, someone that is going to invest in you and help you grow, um, and really sort of not only nurture your, your strengths, but also, you know, work on, um, areas that you have opportunity to grow. Um, that's a huge piece, but also, like I said, somewhere where you can leave a mark, somewhere where you are going to be invested in, in what you're doing and, and sort of be excited and, and really, I, I know we hear it all the time, but know your why, you know, know, know what you're working towards. Um, and, What's, and mm-hmm. I, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but you said something no. important. You said, know your why. What's your why? This is such a hard question. I knew as soon as I said it. it was <laughs> you know, I was going to interrupt you and ask you. I know. I was like, oh, darn. You know what? Um, for me, I know most people are like their kids. Me, I'm, I'm, I have a dog. (laughs) So for (laughs) me, it's just really, I, like I said, like really being able to, to leave your mark on something and, and be able to say like, like I did that. I, I, it's like leaving something behind, not, not like for me, not building something for myself, but being able to, to build something that is that for for the later, the later generations, or something like that, um, I think is my my huge why. Yeah. I like it. So when you close your eyes and you think of success, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And in five, you know, five, yeah, it's your last day with the Dodgers. Whether you're retiring or you're taking five to years, the, all right. No, not not to say that you're retiring in five years, but I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying that your last day with the Dodgers could be in yeah. you know soon, or it could be you know when you retire yeah. in many, many, many years. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think they would say, or what do you want it to say about Lauren Rojo? And then how do you turn that? grand vision into something that you can kind of grind through each day? I think we're getting deep here, right? This is philosophical. I know. I know. Making me, making me sweat a little. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I think because my position has uh, changed so much, it's so hard to say where, where everything is going. Um, but for me, 
I think just being able to build what we were working towards our, for, for me specifically is like our membership and being able to say that I put that together. I, I mean, we'll probably get into what, what my job is specifically, but being able to say that I put the event and experience um, sort of platform together, um, built that into something that the Dodgers are able to leverage for, for many, many, many years to come. And that really gets fans excited. Um, and, and I don't know if they can be more <laughs> invested in, in the team, but, but um, just really being able to, to do that for them would be awesome. So Lauren, that's a great segue. So I, I have I have a couple questions. So mm-hmm. you were an inside sales rep for only five months, and then we're bumped up to a coordinator of ticket sales and service. So yeah. obviously you're against the norm. Most people don't don't get promoted in five months, which is <laughs> kudos to you. Uh, how did let's walk through that? Like, how did that come about? Was there an opening that you went and went applied for, or did they approach you? Because this is where it gets probably really helpful for young folks when they're earlier in their career of like how does this all happen? Right. So like yeah. you were an inside sales rep. Now you're coordinator of ticket sales and services five months later. Walk us through that. Yeah. So, um, like I had mentioned when I joined inside sales, um, they had made it really clear that they were building something, um, something really special. They never had an inside sales program before. They didn't have separated departments like group sales, um, membership services, uh, ticket sale or season tickets. Um, so that was something they were going to be building. And I was in the first inside sales class. Um, so I knew that there was going to be so much area to, to grow and learn. Um, so with that, when I started with them, I really tried to spend time and learn not only like my position, but sort of why we were doing what we were doing. And I'm always just like a very curious creature in that sense, just asking a lot of questions. Um, But also I like to like know things. So when I I would always keep spreadsheets of kind of like what I was working on, my clients, um, things like that. And just sort of like, trends within my own campaigns um and i think they i i mean they must have taken notice of 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 sort of my my tendencies in that way um and they actually brought the position to me um and asked me if i would be interested in it um i had a few questions as far as like what the job would entail being a coordinator um things like that um but eventually accepted to interview for it and and was promoted so let's yeah let's talk about what you do now then so you you went from being on the phones and making ticket ticket sales uh to now being the coordinator of ticket sales and special events Mm -hmm. what does your day-to-day role look like how did it change obviously the past couple months and, and how do you foresee it being now evolving in 2021 yeah, so um, when I was first promoted, I was promoted to coordinator ticket sales and service. So that was a very broad sort. Of, I had a big umbrella, and when I got the position, they had this like we had discussed that it would probably be broken up in the future to be multiple positions. So within that, I was the 
um, assistant to our VP, the um, coordinator for the department, um, and I was also like I was doing something else. There was like three positions, basically three positions. Oh, and then events. Hello. Oh, yeah. Um, Jack of all trades. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Um, Welcome so. to sports, right? You're going to wear 14 <laughs> different hats, but we're going to pay you for one job. Congratulations. <laughs> Woo, I made it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I was kind of doing all those three things. Um, and then, um, but within that, so like I said, assistant to my vice president. So anything he needed help with, I would make, um, you know, decks for meetings, um, a lot of administrative tasks, being the coordinator of ticket sales. Um, so processing, um, you know, just any any invoices or anything like that we had to do. I worked with finance, got all of that done. Um, and then the event side doing, setting up all of that. Originally when we, when I took the position, we didn't have many events. It was more of like experience based. So things within the ballpark, like, uh, batting practice and stuff like that. Um, so I was in charge of sort of coordinating that, getting security passes, all of that stuff. Um, and then later on, <laughs> they also added, um, the, like email side. So I send uh, a lot of the emails, well, all of them pretty much for ticket sales um, uh, that they receive. So membership emails, things like that. Um, they, yeah. I was going to say, so does that email stuff, does that feed kind of your need for something else, right? So it's not always the same thing all the time? Yeah, exactly. There were, there was so many different things that I was working on. And then once I was given the the tasks of taking care of that, the email stuff, that was an exciting change because I was able to, that was my first introduction to MLBAM. So, um, bless your heart. Yeah. So uh, that's been, that's no been comment. I have, I have no comment. I have no comment. <laughs> um, but they trained me on their software and stuff like that. So that was a cool, cool opportunity to learn something new. Um, and then, so fast forward to March 2020, um, I got my title was changed to be specific to coordinator ticket sales events and experiences. Um, they were beginning to split my position as we had previously planned. Um, but about a week after that is when we sort of went on that stay at home order. Um, I need to backtrack now. I'm going all over the place. So, time, is, time, time is not, listen, the timelines are all, I can't even figure out what day it is anymore, so don't worry about it. Um, well, the off season before our 20, or before our season 2020 was supposed to start, I had worked on um, our event calendar, experience calendar. They gave me a budget to work with, and I sort of planned out everything we were going to do for the 2020 season. And then my title officially changed in 2020. Um, but with the being on the stay at home order, obviously events were just not in the cards for, for this year. Um, I have sort of taken on more of the responsibilities. There's a lot more communication going out because everything has to be done via email, zoom, all of that. So that's taken a big part of my day to day, um, Still helping my VP with whatever he needs. Um, lots of miscellaneous projects is is my day to day. 
So yeah. do, now with like some positive news for all of us in the past couple mm -hmm. of weeks with the vaccines, are you already beginning to plan in, in, in the blue sky scenario for 2021? Um, we are. We're this has given us more more to do this off season because we are planning um, for different outcomes. Whether we have you know 100% capacity, if we have 10% capacity, we have to have a few different game plans. Um, so that's um, what we have been working on. But yeah, there's definitely plans um, for for blue sky. So. The uh, Dodger Stadium just went through what 120 million dollars worth of upgrades. <laughs> How did you know? Obviously, we didn't get to experience those in 2020. How did that? Um, uh, is that that excitement rolling over, or do you have to kind of reinvigorate and be like, "Hey, guys, remember we just went through 120 million dollars worth of stuff." You know what? Most so. It wasn't done when we were um, asked or well, when we started working from home. So a lot of the front office hasn't even seen it. Really? I Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is. There is dust out there. Like it isn't. It's, it's there waiting for all of us. Um, I was lucky enough to go see it because to, in order to plan for potential events next season. Um, but a lot of my colleagues haven't seen it. They are not sure what it even looks like. So it's still going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting for everyone. <laughs> what type of events are you guys looking to? I mean, we've been kind of at the forefront here at Fenway utilizing it for other stuff. Like, what are you planning on potentially having? Again, life's back to normal. Where do, what do you guys envision using Dodger Stadium for from the event side? Um, so we did, we did a lot of pregame sort of mingling things. So the events are specifically for our members, so season ticket holders, um, a lot of pregame mingle stuff, um, hopefully a behind the scenes look at all of the, the renovations before, you know, the general public, um, if we're able to meet and greets, um, if we don't have for some reason, any capacity or, or people in the ballpark um, looking towards more of, um, you know, virtual event, meet and greets, um, some cool different virtual little party <laughs> scenarios and, and things like that. But um, yeah, we're working on a couple different plans. <laughs> yeah. Always have to have the contingency plan in place, as you've now found out earlier in your career. Sports throws you a curveball every every which way, right? You're like, wait, we're going to do this. We're going to sell this. Oh, wait a minute. Now there's a pandemic. Well, at least you don't have to worry about rainouts in, in Southern California. So that's nice. Yeah, thank goodness. I've heard the struggles of those from people who have come from other, other ballparks. And I, yes, we are very fortunate here in Southern California. So Lauren, I, I want to take it not, again, a little bit more in the 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 way back machine, but not too long ago is San, San Diego state. Cause we'd be remiss not to have more, more conversation around what Scott and, and did for you. So how, how is the alumni uh, base helped you in your career? And when you were at San Diego state, how did that help really prepare you for when you graduated to now? Like when you see an everyday example that you've applied those skills that you were able to, 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 to take on when you were at San Diego. Yeah. So while at San Diego State, Scott does a good job. He brings in a lot of alumni to speak with the class. Um, that was a great way to see the different areas within the sports industry to, to really figure out like what you're interested in, um, things like that. Um, great way to network. Um, 
because obviously you're gonna meet ever someone every time. I I want to say Scott brought in someone like every week or like it, it was pretty. Because he's awesome. Yeah, it yeah. was pretty. It was pretty frequent. Um, so so that was a great way to to sort of network. Um, post graduation, um, it's. I mean LinkedIn. <laughs> I mean it is probably like the best way to sort of get to know everybody. Um, and, and everyone in the, in the alumni network is so, so nice and so willing to help. I try to pay it forward too. So if anybody listening has any questions, feel free to reach out to me. I'm always uh, willing to help as well. Love it. Love it. Yeah. That's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Lauren, real yeah. quick, cause you're still real early in your career, I'd say, mm-hmm. uh, compared to mm-hmm. Rob and I, who are. Unfortunately, <laughs> we have this mid mid career crisis every once in a while. Now that we're- <laughs> every once in a while, I mean, every week. Now that we're unfortunately eighteen years into our our profession here, what advice would you give to the young folks out there who are trying to break in and looking for that opportunity? Obviously, this past year was upside down, but going before that, in the normal times, let's pretend. What should they be doing, and what 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 kind of means do they should they look at to to get their their name in front of the right people to get the job that like you did landing their dream job with their dream organization? Yeah, um, I would say. I mean, it's so, it's so cliche, but really, you're gonna you're gonna get what you put in. So work hard, like leave no stone unturned. Um, chase every opportunity you can. Like really invest in yourself because that's what it is like what you going out there and working hard that's you investing in yourself and you're going to get back tenfold everything that you do the hard work that you do um you can skim by and try to you know like sort of take like an internship here or there if, it, if it's easy like do the hard work like it's <laughs> it's not where you end up it's the journey like you know i know everybody's heard that before but it really is like do the hard work build some character <laughs> Huh. <laughs> build some character, damn it! <laughs> That's what my mom would always tell me. Like, oh, you know, go build some character. It's gonna build character. Build some character, guys. Um, and and really, just don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Be curious. Um, and really, just chase every opportunity you can. <laughs> I think that's great advice. Chase every opportunity you can. And I think, you know, what you're talking about in your networking skills and everything that you're doing, uh, that seems to make a lot. And I love that you were, you know, you and I were kind of similar in the face and the fact that, you know, I never even thought about being a salesperson. And it seemed like that was also off your radar screen as well. And then how it comes back, it's like, actually, this was perfect. Yeah, it was, it's, it's fun. Like I had a, like sales is a blast. Like working in ticket sales is so much fun. Like I said, we keep it interesting. We keep competitions going and it's fun. (laughs) It's a fun department to be in. We love it. We love it. So, uh, Lauren, I just want to, uh, Chris, you got anything else? No, I think Lauren, and this is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. People really understand now what you do. And I just want to say uh, thanks a million for joining us here on Front Office Features and uh, really appreciative of the uh, partnership that we have with San Diego State. Uh, congratulations on uh, the World Series ring that you're going to be getting. You got to uh, send us a picture. And, uh, <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> please do brag, brag, brag. Chris always shows me his World Series rings and I am very jealous. 
Well, I'll give you I'll give you some inside information, Lauren. So the, the our our ring like doubled in size because of Mookie when he went back and said, "No, no, no, make it bigger." So congratulations on having him on your team. So you should expect that for us too. Yeah, I need a big. You one. should. Yeah, you got. You'll get that big one thanks to Mookie if he has anything to say about it. I love Mookie. <laughs> I think as Red Sox fans, uh, you know, Chris was a uh, employee. Don't remind me. Yeah, don't remind uh, me. And we, we we loved him too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so thankful for you guys. Thank this is how quickly this is how quickly things movie. can change. Life can change. Life comes at you fast. One minute you're in LA winning a World Series with Mookie on your team, the next year he's on someone else's team winning a World Series. So yeah, life comes life comes at you fast. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Lauren. Our pleasure. Thanks. All righty.